all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California, this is Kings in the North Podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing six feet four inches tall at a Jesuit high school, the half-Greek freak, Nick Economy. And standing six feet tall out of McClatchy High School, Big Baller Ben. Kings of the North Podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, hit up our Patreon. Welcome back to Sack Kings in the North Podcast, Season 2, Electric Boogaloo. We just like to say here that we are staunch supporters of the... This segment has been banned by the Chinese Communist Party. But back to the reason we are all here. Uh, basically, big offseason for the NBA as a whole. Um, and why not start with your favorite team, the Sacramento Kings? Yeah, it was a big offseason. Uh, started with the re-signing of Harrison Barnes. Really the biggest uh, move for the Kings monetarily mm. in the offseason. Um, a couple other big moves. Uh, you know, a little bit of addition by subtraction. No Willie Cauley-Stein returning this year. Mm. So uh, look for us to actually get rebounds. Yeah, we uh, took on one Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, to the uh, center position. Yeah, fill that void. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it did seem like a void because there was uh, not a lot going on down low. But speaking of Willie, he has just moved uh, right up 80. Yeah, about 80 miles up 80 to, uh, well, now the Warriors are playing in San Francisco. So, you know, you got to cross the bridge. There's a whole process. That's not cool. But, yeah, basically um, we're going to see him four games a year. And so... Look for uh, the games at Gold One Center. Bring out a lot of the boo birds. Yeah, and other notable additions, we got Trevor Ariza, uh, Kyle Guy out of the draft. Of course. One of our favorites. Uh, Corey Joseph to back up your boy De'Aaron. So, uh, all around, pretty decent offseason. I mean, I think, yeah. It just, it, it like, kind of solidified the core unit we had. We didn't add any, like, huge pieces. And then we kind of just added depth. I'd say that yeah, that, that was the biggest uh, takeaway for myself. I think Deadman's a really interesting piece because he is one of those, and, and so is Richmond Holmes. We haven't mentioned him yet, but also signed. Both of those guys are, are grinders, but they fit in really well with De'Aaron. They'd be great pick and roll partners. Um, like to play above the rim. So uh, ultimately, ultimately, I'd I'd say it's successful. People might complain that we overpaid some guys outside of Harrison Barnes, like Trevor Ariza on a $15 million contract. But I think part of that is what, what I'm going to call the Sacramento tax. You know, Yeah, this is, I like this. Getting, getting free agents into Sacramento is never easy. Uh, so you, we're going to have to overpay a yeah, little bit. This whole idea will come back as we uh, talk about the, the Buddy Heald situation. Yeah, but then also... Gavin Newsom, lower taxes in California. Make it easier for us. At least just for Sacramento. So uh, let's let's uh, take a step back, look at the league as a whole, and see what's changed in that regard. Uh, obviously, there were a couple of big-name free agents this last summer. Uh, the biggest ones were Kawhi Leonard. And who else? Who was a... I mean, wasn't a great free agency year. There was yeah, a lot of it movement. Was, it was all. It was all. It was the K free agency. But yeah. everyone kind of like Kyrie, KD, Kawhi, and Clay. Yeah, those were the big four. Clay obviously remained with the Warriors after that knee injury. Hopefully, he gets better. Really like the guy. Uh, 
but you know, KD snake he slithered his way to Brooklyn, just took that A train. I don't that another train to New York. <laughs> Uh, Kyrie followed followed the snake. Yeah, followed suit. He just kind of like, I, I feel like he just telepathically floated. Telepathically? Yeah, that one. <laughs> he he just like floated from Boston. Yeah, didn't walk because that you know it's not it's not in his brand. And then yeah, uh, really, he's flat earther. Kawhi went to uh, L.A. to to join Steve Ballmer in Microsoft. Yeah, he's a big PC guy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't expect that out of him, but makes sense. New Balance, Microsoft. He's just living in like 2000. Yeah, that's re- that's kind of true. And then like think you know everyone says that like Kawhi like brought balance to the league. Is this New Balance? Like, yeah, that's that, just what that's next is. level. That's Board, that's 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 the type of stuff you're only gonna get here. Board type man gets paid. That's yeah. just all I have to say about it. But uh, other notable movements include Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers. Yeah, for the slew of young talent. Yeah, and now the Pelicans having infinite youth. Yeah, the fountain of youth is in... Yeah, I mean, except for uh, Zion, who just was announced he'd be missing a couple weeks to start the season. Yeah, I was going to say that that's like almost... I mean, if you ask ESPN it is, that's probably about the most notable thing that happened in the offseason. Yeah. Is that Zion went off in the preseason. I saw like a stat that basically said... No one has averaged over no like obviously rookie has yeah. averaged over twenty points in a preseason since like might have just been Oscar Robertson. It was like it was like the sixties forever. Yeah, since the milkman. Exactly. But Zion did it, and he had like almost he was averaging almost twenty three points a game. And granted, it's only like four games, which but, is nuts. That's a, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, it was like a, a great run, and then so everyone was like super hyped, and. Then it kind of all came crashing down. He's going to miss like at least two or three weeks. Yeah, he, it, right now it's uh, indefinite on how long he'll be out, but it is multiple weeks for sure. Was this the same knee from the ruptured shoe? It might be. Yeah. I'm not sure though. Can't cannot yeah. confirm nor deny. Yeah, it probably uh, is. But yeah, so N- Nike, Nike stock plummets. Yeah, get on that New Balance train. We're all, we're a New Balance podcast here. Yeah, uh, maybe. So. You know, there there was a lot of movement around the league. We obviously didn't talk about a lot of things. Uh, Kemba went to the Celtics. Jimmy Butler went to the Heat. Al Horford went to the Sixers. There's just a lot of movement. But uh, we've been talking about it. Not us specifically, but NBA blog boys. Yeah, Everyone in Six the God NBA, blog boy. Any, anybody in the atmosphere has been talking about this for five months. And you know, you come here for King's News. So we'll bring that to you. So... We uh we had a I'd say pretty successful uh preseason. Yeah, we went I mean to... we played like a lot of odd games. We played back to back in India. Yeah, against and then the a, Pacers. Yeah, and then a home game against Melbourne United. Yeah, what about India, Indiana? Yeah, exactly. Basically the home team. It's just their country. Yeah, so we uh yeah, three real odd games. We played a total of five games, went three and two. Yeah, and I and we really should have won one of those games in India as well. Yeah, the first, so I woke up for both of those, which because yeah. they were like the only ones that were like legit broadcasted um, of the preseason. Ca- ca- caught the other ones just on the old illegal streams. Yeah, don't, don't tell anybody. R.I.P. NBA streams. That's yeah. a big loss. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry for your loss, but yeah. So basically, that that first game, the first half of the first preseason game, 
was like, I think everything that, that the Kings fans wanted and more after a long summer off. Yeah. Because we came out and I think we scored 78 points in the first half. Yeah. And it was just like, everyone was full throttle. And the new additions like looked like they were going to meld like, because Dwayne Dedman got the start. Yeah. Looked like it was going to just meld super well. And then, I, I it was just kind of funny thinking about it is that, I said kind of to myself and like maybe to others I can't remember but it was like I waited a whole summer for a third quarter meltdown and, here it and is. that's really what happened and it was like I mean we don't have to get into it it's the preseason but just just know that you gotta I've said it once said it a thousand times you gotta play like maybe 42 of the 48 minutes and that just like didn't happen we yeah. picked it up again in the in the fourth quarter um a little bit and uh, Buddy had a chance to win the game in regulation and in overtime the uh, the one in re- regulation obviously the score was tied as of course that's how overtime, that's how overtime works. works but uh, the look in regulation was very similar to the uh, Motor City Miracle kind of just like one a one-legged pretty much kind of just like a broken play and like kind of heaved it up there so very similar angle um, and this one didn't fall it was super close hit like front rim r- real 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 close to a game winner, and then the one in the one in OT was like really should have made it. I mean, yeah. v- very makeable shot. What ended up happening too, because the score ended up just being a one point game, yeah. was uh, Marvin kind of tipped in the the miss like at the end, and I don't know. It was it, it was just like you could tell that all the players after the, like after halftime just kind of wanted to not play a game in India anymore. Like, Yeah, and, 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 and it showed in the second game as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that one was like... It came out flat. Yeah, and it was... I, I Like, that game, I, I was just super glad no one got, like, legitimately injured. Yeah. Because that game was really unnecessary. Yeah. Especially after, like, going to overtime the night before. Notable thing about that whole um, debacle... Well, I don't know if going India to... trip? I don't know if India's a debacle... Flying on Drake's plane? Well, actually, let's say three notable things. The first one was the Kings flew on Air Drake, and everyone knows that. It's fun. The number two was that Harry Giles didn't make the trip, and everyone was speculated some sort of injury, but it was because they didn't want him flying for... Air Drake is nonstop. You know, know, like the song. Exactly. So, they didn't want him... I was reading about this. They just didn't want him on like at elevation for 20 hours because it's just like blood clots blood, yeah, that's exactly. how you end up like uh, Brandon Ingram yeah exactly so like he, Harry Giles should be fine I mean obviously dude's had, he hasn't made an appearance in the preseason yeah I know I mean he's, so. he's had like 700 knee surgeries so we should just put him in a whole body brace yeah, like one of the, like, like an exoskeleton. Yeah, like in the SpongeBob where he's like every morning I break my arms. That's his hairy job. Yeah, but yeah, no. So the third notable thing about that trip was that we almost didn't have a head coach, a uh, general manager, <laughs> yeah. or an owner because the the whole like staff media nonsense because media's fake news. You get to fly on the same plane, not Air Drake. Yeah, the other plane. They were on like a nice, the classic, probably like King's little charter jet. Yeah. And that thing it just got struck by lightning. So uh, over London, I thought. I yeah, pretty damn. Sure. So they I almost died. We almost lost. They might be in the lost four. Big Lakers guy. What about what about uh you know when when they get hit by the lightning they get transported they're all babies now. Yeah, damn. You know, we got Vivek as a baby owning the. the team. Yeah, this is like a whole nother Hollywood call us up. This is like a whole nother. That's a great idea. We got a lot of plots here. Or what if we like 
just all of a sudden, like, now we have, like, an all-star squad, you know? Like, we just, like, it's we not... all-star front office? Yeah, yeah. That'd That's what we need. Yeah. Uh, one we, day. We just one get day. the Boston front office? Yeah. Danny Ainge just appears? Damn, yeah, okay. Let's... That's a solid. That that's gonna win me my Oscar for best original screenplay. Yeah, but I digress. Um, trip to India. It was fun. Let's. W- one last thing is that you could tell Vivek was so deflated that they did not win a game in his hometown of Mumbai slash Bombay, which no one really knows what it's called because he called it in back to back tweets different names. I, nobody knows what it's called. Um, yeah. So he was super deflated that they they didn't win a game in his hometown. But um, came out and won every other preseason game. So the other ones were against uh, Phoenix, Utah, and Melbourne. yeah, Melbourne my, United. My family went to the game against Melbourne. Oh, uh, they enjoyed it. They stayed for the first half because the second half was just like you know the G League. Straight yeah, up the G League. Yeah, a half of garbage and, time. And even the first half was a, a kind of interesting because a lot of guys were getting rested. Uh, De'Aaron obviously had to yeah. back. Yeah, that was yeah, that was De'Aaron's first uh, appearance with the Liddy Committee. Yeah, and uh, there were a lot of guys just kind of relaxing for that le- for for a full week off. Yeah, it's like before, it's like uh, it's like the fourth preseason game in the NFL. Yeah, it's like you're you know, maybe it's one drive necessary. or like maybe not even. Or play it's at like all. playing for Sean McVay. You didn't, yeah. no starters ever. Exactly in the preseason. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a successful I'd say preseason. We we didn't we finished above five hundred. Yeah, and I'd say like it's. The preseason is always just like an opportunity to like get some quote unquote legitimate game like looks and yeah game minutes game minutes and I think Buddy had a really good preseason and yeah. if you want to segue into that he's like kind of using this five meaningless games as justification that he'll be just as solid this year yeah um, so yeah I mean he did put up a historically good season last yeah year. no I mean for sure I just think like. I think that, like, obviously, I want to pay the man and get him, get him, yeah. his, get him his. I mean, he doesn't get boards, but board man gets paid. Yeah, that's so. true. I just think like he was like very quick to use this preseason as like justification that he's still a top shooting guard. I mean, yeah, top, and one of like one of the top well, four, three, just like scorers. So on, on a nice little counterpoint. He only does have till Monday. The deadline for the contract extension will be the day that this podcast is released. So uh, we are obviously recording this in advance to that deadline. So we don't know what's going to happen with this Buddy Heald scenario. But uh, yeah, there's lots of like factors in play, including China. Yeah, Harrison Barnes. That's a big one. Yeah, he's, he's almost as evil. But uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of a lot of vari- variables in movement here. Basically, I would say this is how I broke. I was it was broken down to me by a Reddit post. Yeah, classic. Was that the most trustworthy information source? Yeah, was that they they want Buddy to take a pay cut of basically five million dollars a year over four years, a total of about twenty million dollars, because two reasons. One. They're gonna have to pay. Um, what's his name? My man, Bogdan. Bogdan. They're gonna have to pay Bogdan. And another reason is because nobody knows what's gonna happen with like the salary cap. I was talking to uh, senior analyst Ben Wong yep. from TikTok, <laughs> and uh, is he actually on TikTok? 
And now he works for TikTok. Really? Yeah, he like that's hilarious. He like vets the things for the content. I don't know. Shout out to Benoit. Nobody Shout knows. Out Benoit, Nobody dude. knows what he does. Yeah, but he works for TikTok now. Like, okay, that's back great. back. He, he we were just talking about this, and he was saying that there's like no reason to believe that any of like the TV rights deals in China will like impact the salary cap at all. Yeah, I, uh, if anything, the cap will like stay stagnant instead of go up in like next summer, like mm-hmm. it was supposed to. But there's no way the cap's gonna be reduced. So what? I mean, the, it's a projected cap yeah. for this year. What people were worried about. Got to pay Bogdan though. Yeah, we did. Uh, what people were worried about was initially uh, if Tencent would cut off their deal. Their deal is worth about $4 billion. It's the poor man's 50 cent. Yeah. Tencent. <laughs> uh, they own TikTok, actually. So Damn, Ben's shot. just talking from... You know, he's, he's, he's a Chinese... It, yeah, he's a corporate shill. Yeah, exactly. He's like LeBron. Uh, but, you know, they were talking about if they were to cut off their deal, the NBA would lose about $4 billion a year in that deal. So per team, it's like a couple million. It's not a lot. Yeah. It's not a big portion of the salary cap. Um, and it's it's really an uh, inconsequential good word number. Yeah. So uh, it it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think much will come of it. So like basically, and, you know, this we is, got that India money to back us up anyway. That's true. This is like a question for you. So you're saying the percentage that the cap will go down doesn't reflect the five million dollars a year the Kings want to stiff quote unquote buddy. That's not where yeah that's not where that would come from. Yeah. That five million is tied up other places, namely offshore. Harrison Barnes. Oh, offshore. Yeah, off kilter. Yeah, really. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, it, that the the long term contract. There's an, an article written today, which was Friday, about how there are members of the Kings front office that already regret tying up that much money with Harrison Barnes. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see what happens in the next couple days. Uh, because but, if like if you really think, I mean. If you think about how Harrison Barnes worked in Golden State, it was as a glorified role player. Like, yeah, he was a starter, yeah. but it was like a glorified role player. Yeah. And I think that's, for our team to be successful, it's going to be like a similar thing. Like, three or four other players, mainly maybe three starters and a sixth man, are going to have to overtake him in, like, producing for our team to be like, get to the next level, a.k.a. make the playoffs this season. Yeah, I mean, like... Harrison Barnes is a... He's not a bad player. Yeah, not he's at no all. He's no Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. He, he he is very good on defense. He's a competent offensive player. I'd say he's just... Yeah. It's, he's I, inconsistent, but he's not bad. Yeah, no, I, I'd put it at, at, at better than competent, but yeah. like inconsistent is a good word for it. Uh, but in, at the end of the day, is he worth 20 plus mil a year? And that's where, that's where we come into... The legal issues that we're at here, uh, but to to try to keep Bogdan and uh, Buddy is going to be a tall task because they're they're both going to be looking for that. I mean, Buddy's already looking for over twenty five a year, and Bogdan's going to probably look be looking for eighteen, seventeen. A yeah, year. this is going to be this season's going to be huge for his payday. Yeah, and because I, mean, I he think he had a good off season too. He oh, he had a really one- well with FIBA. I was just about to say, we, that's one thing we didn't really address about back the... To China? Yeah. About the offseason, so back it up a little bit, is that uh, Team USA got shellacked in the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. Um, this 
created a ripple effect throughout the NBA where now it's looking like the next Olympics, which is going to be where, Japan? Uh, yeah, Japan 2020. Yeah, yeah it's looking like uh, all, the, all the big ballers are about to come out and show out. So hopefully, That's what they say. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I think hopefully De'Aaron can, can make that team. But either way, back to, back to FIBA is that Bogdan has always been like a superstar international player. Yeah. And has always been like a borderline starter in the NBA. Just a like a quality bench player. Mm-hmm. Very quality bench player. So I think for him to make that jump to a top three in like six man voting is the make or break for his, not career, because he's always going to be a solid bench player, but make or break for his payday. You know, yeah. is he getting that second house on the hill? Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I think, I mean, I, I think Bogdan's market value is probably somewhere from 11 to 14 million. Yeah. But somebody's going to be willing to overpay him because it is tough to find good shooters. The Knicks. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks will overpay. He's not a power forward, though. Yeah. The Knicks have five power forwards in the roster right now. They could run a full power <laughs> forward lineup. Why not? You know, that's what the Sixers are doing, though. Yeah. So, uh, that, that whole situation's weird. I hope we get a nice little civil resolution. Yeah, it's and always... And gets signed long-term. It's always just weird when it's like... When, when like, we look at it as... It, I think we've been, like... There's been a normalization from the crazy cap of, like... Oh, it's just a difference of $5 million. It's still yeah. a ton of money. Yeah. So... He wants that, and we're right now. I guess we're not willing to give it to him it's as of even, as of Friday. It's not even five million dollars. I think it's 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 about it's under three million dollars a year, where the difference kind of lies. Yeah. So it's um, you know, it's it's definitely somewhere they just need to come together, get people in rooms, hug it out. Yeah. Just, you know. Or as Donald Trump says, maybe a little tough love. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll one day one day we'll get there. So. Hopefully by the time you guys hear this, we'll have him signed. Otherwise, it'll come down to restricted free agency next summer. And that's not a look that anybody wants to, to promote because there's always the chance he does something like Porzingis and takes the qualifying offer and uh, instead of agreeing to a long-term contract and looks to play yeah, but that's unrestricted that's, free agency. But, because no one wants to be on the Knicks. That's true. <laughs> so that's that was with the Mavs, yeah. technically. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, anyways, let's uh, move on to our next topic. So, uh, yeah, up next we're going to take a look at the uh, the projected finishes for the Kings and where we think they're going to finish the season. Yeah, and maybe a couple other teams just like in respect to where, where we're going to finish. Yeah. Um, it's all a moving uh, moving parts. So, with that said, where, where do you think the in, in terms of playoff standings or out of the playoffs... Where do you think the Kings are going to finish? Yeah, so I think you know all, all the senior analysts are saying we're going to not make the playoffs but go 500 or better. Yeah. And I think that's like the sweet spot that everyone's really shooting for. Yeah. I'm going to go – I don't know if this is really going out on a limb because there's there's a lot of talent, but I, I think we're going to finish seventh. Yeah, I could definitely – I think that's the best-case scenario. Yeah. I think that's the best case scenario, and I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't see us finishing any any further below like tenth. Yeah, there's easily five teams in the West that are worse. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, the, that with that said, I don't see us finishing anywhere above 8th, maybe 7th. Yeah. There are some really good teams still. No, there's it's like super solid. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that... We're very middle of the pack. Yeah, it's, it, it, it you know, that's, that's a very good call. I was just going to say that yesterday, this was Thursday, this would be Thursday the 17th, went to the Mavs and uh, Clippers preseason game here in Vancouver, and obviously it's preseason, and Paul George didn't play because he's injured, and, you know, Kawhi kind of played limited minutes, although he was out there. Um, I think this is going to be a huge season for Porzingis, looked very dominant, honestly, last night. I was, you know, it was actually kind of cool because, like, Luca came out of the tunnel and everyone was going crazy and the ball boy, like, you know, hit, hit him with this crazy kind of, like, behind-the-back pass cause so the ball boy could get some, you know, mm-hmm. flexing out there. And then Luca one-upped him by just hitting a one-foot half-court shot. Classic. And the place actually went, like, crazy. And it was funny because I was sitting next to this dude and uh, he was from New Zealand. And but he Damn. no, but he he had kind of like lived a little bit in like the Phoenix area, mm. and so he was. It was just kind of funny because you got me or you got you got him, Phoenix fan, me, Kings fan, obviously, and then we're watching Luca, and after like the talk between us, we were just yeah. like, "Damn, this dude's raw as hell," but we we definitely agreed that out of the three. It was like, kind of just there was like if you if you want to talk about tears, mm-hmm. it was like. In five years, you got Luca and Marvin up here, and yeah. then DeAndre Ayton like slightly worse, but still pretty solid. So, at least that's what he was saying. I was like, I'll confirm that because like Luca's tight, and yeah. also like I really want to support Marvin Bagley because he's actually on the squad. But yeah, no, I was just gonna say just. To finish off this, that that little thing about the preseason game, it was just super odd because the Clippers team, who I hate, we never get to win in Staples Center. So that's my goal: is we play what four games at Staples. And my goal is to win three, like at least two. You got to give me one win. <laughs> so, so, but you know, it was weird because the Clippers like brought their whole like they brought Chuck the Condor and their whole like Steve hu- there though. I don't know. Maybe yeah. had to been their whole like weird hype squad, and they really like made it. A Clippers home game because Kawhi won a title for a city that wasn't ours. Yeah. Like, so I was tra- for the whole country. I was trying to explain this to someone that like, so Kawhi is from LA. Yes. And he won a title for a team in Canada that's not the one we live in. Yeah. So when he goes back to his quote unquote hometown team, yeah. When they play in a different Canadian city, they're the home team. Class. Because it was just so odd, like, in, in the sense that, like, they were, like, the uh, PA guy was, you know, crying for some defense from the fans. Yeah. And no one cared because, like, it's... It's a neutral site Yeah, game. it's a neutral site game. But they had the court all set up with, like, Clippers colors, but it said, like, Vancouver. And then there were a couple classic bring back the Grizzlies chance so that was always yeah, good yeah. that's what the people wanted that's what people need but Not so yeah exactly but so like to finish up this thing about the preseason it was just very interesting because you had the Clippers a team that is like one of the favorites to win it all yeah if, I mean, if, if you could even have a favorite exactly that looked 
that had a very slow start and I think is going to take a while because Paul George is obviously injured. But he did like a 40-minute warm-up session yesterday and shoot around like with, you know, no one else was out. We, we got there real early just to, you know, walk around, hang out. But he looked pretty fresh. Not game-ready, but just like good. Um, but yeah, so you have the Clippers, which is just like, the, you know, everyone thought was like the, this peak Western Conference team that I think is going to have a very slow start. Yeah. Or at least not a you know a super hot start through thirty games, and then the Mavs, someone who thought you know a lot of people thought it was going to be for sure out of the playoffs, looked very good. And obviously it's his preseason, but I think it really hinges on how well Porzingis can come back. And I think if yeah, my if, biggest fear with that Mavs team is there's just no depth. Yeah, right after I mean. Porzingis is their best player. Luke is their second best player. And then, like, it drops off very fast. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. had, like, a decent game, but, like, that's probably their, like... Or Maxi Kleba. Yeah, Maxi Kleba. Like, like Tim Hardaway Jr. is, like, probably, like, their next best scorer. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. So, it's, a uh, Tim Hardaway Sr. was there, too, in the building they showed him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's always so, fun when they bring those people. Like yeah. Oh, and Ke- Kenny the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Kenny the Jet Smith was there. Oh, that's great. They showed the the highlight of him in the Kings jersey in the dunk contest. So that's classic. Either way, to round out this whole Western Conference thing, it's I don't think it's the Lakers' title to lose. I don't either. I, I, I think just... it's the Lakers' finals, like Western Conference finals, to lose. Maybe I I just like. That top tier of teams, the Lakers, the Clippers, and I'll, I'll toss the Rockets in there as well. Yeah. But them without Gerald Green is going to be interesting. Um, those three teams are really hard to distinguish. Yeah. And then I could see a Utah or a Portland or a Denver. Can't forget Denver. Being, like, really solid, yeah. too, in the playoffs. Yeah, I just think that if you just take the teams in our division, yeah, it's... Again, it's like it's it's murderer's row. Like it really is. You and got, then Phoenix. And then Phoenix. So at least we're not the worst. Yeah. At least we're not Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. It's like almost being Atlanta. That's true. Atlanta West. Yeah. Oh, damn, that's good. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So well that's it for our little uh preview. Now, you know, we're returning to one of the fan favorite segments from for the first season of, of Sack Kings of the North podcast. But we're going to nice put a nice little twist on it. Mm. M. Night Shyamalan twist. Whoa, that's it. That's, I like this. All so, right, lay it on me. Everybody loves uh, What City, What Song. But this year, you know, we, we had to change it up a little bit. make a, Stretch our creative minds. So instead of What City, What Song, we're doing What City, What Cinema. Yeah, see, this is art, people. So instead of each week, we'll bring you a... a song for each city we'll bring you a movie for each city or even television production yeah anything on the uh, silver screen or the boob tube yeah uh, so to start us off this week we have three games we have uh, Phoenix Suns in Phoenix right yeah and then we have a uh, that's on the October 23rd which I don't know, it could be somebody's birthday you never know that's yeah <laughs> not anybody important yeah exactly yeah so Everybody get out there, fly to Phoenix, and support for Ben. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm picking for Phoenix. I'm picking Raising Arizona. Um, not really for any particular reason other than 
it's solid film. <laughs> and if you think about like these two squads, very young, um, I don't know, just growing up together, raising Arizona next. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm gonna go in a different route. Uh, I'm gonna start with Walk the Line. Oh yeah, because it stars Joaquin Phoenix. Oh yeah, I could have picked Joker though. Thought about it. <laughs> But, you know, we can't have that controversy in this house. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go with that one. Uh, and, you know, I think Phoenix will be... We should win it. Damn. If we don't win it, I'll be pretty upset. Yeah. But following Phoenix, we have a back-to-back. We are home against uh, Portland. Yeah. And then we travel to Salt Lake to face the Utah Jazz. Okay. Well, so for Portland, what do yeah. you what do you have? Well, it doesn't really have anything to do with Portland, but I'm picking North by Northwest because okay. they're in the Northwest Division. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, Cary Grant, Hitchcock. <laughs> That's it. You know, so for me, I'm gonna go with uh, Wild, the 2014 drama starring Reese Witherspoon about hiking the Northwest Man, I, Trail. She was in Walk the Line. Yeah. She's great. Uh, but this movie's about hiking the Northwest Trail, which uh, if you've ever been to Portland, you'd understand why I picked this movie, because they all suck. There you go. Yeah, actually, and just to, to round it out, a surprising number of movies in and around Utah. Yeah, it's it's those, uh, what are those big arches? Zion? Yeah. National Park? Zion National Park. Damn, should have yeah. gone to Utah. It would have been great. Um... Yeah, so I was thinking about doing uh, the opening scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with the other phoenix, River. Rip. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Literally just died in the street in yeah. L.A. Didn't yeah. he just like... Uh, like oh, OD'd. He OD'd in the street. Yeah. Love it. It's um, a Vancouver move. Sunset Boulevard. Um, the sun's the twilight of his life. Um, <laughs> all right, so I was thinking about picking that, but then... Gonna have to go with Footloose. So, uh, yeah. We just had to look this up. Had to fact check this. I knew there was something about Utah involved. And it was filmed in Utah. It's actually set in Oklahoma. Either way, you can't go wrong with Kevin Bacon and the voice of Lord Farquaad. Oh, great one. Um, whatever his name was. Don't know what it is. Yeah, but you know who he is. He's the dad. Shrek. Doesn't want, doesn't want them to dance. The, you know, doesn't want them to listen to this, this young, hip music. Either way. Um, yeah, Footloose, it's a classic, and uh, sometimes you gotta just cut loose. I think that's gonna be uh, very, very prominent now that uh, Dave Yeager isn't yelling in Buddy's ear. So, he's just gonna pull up from half court. Sometimes you gotta cut loose. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a good one. <clears throat> For me, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I've already mentioned uh, Zion, and I don't know if this actually takes place in Zion because I couldn't watch this movie. It's just gross, but uh, I went with 127 hours because you know every once in a while you just gotta cut off a little piece of your arm, yeah, half of your arm. So, uh, yeah, that's I know it did take place in Utah, so that's that's where it is. Uh, that's it for this week's first ever what city what cinema. That's art, people. Tune in next time where we have a whole new set of cities and a whole new set of cinema-based content. <laughs> So uh, we're we're coming to a close on this first episode, the return of the Mac. 
So uh, <laughs> and Cheetos. Yeah. So let, let's just uh, close it out with. I, I, have, I have two questions for you. Sure. Number one. How many wins do you think the Kings will end up with at the end of the year? And then number two. Number two. Uh, how long of a leash are you giving Luke Walton before before we really start clamping down on on some flaws? Like how long are you going to give him to implement defense and all that stuff and really, uh, you know, just how much leeway are you going to give him to start the season? So I'm going <clears> to <throat> answer so, answer him in reverse. Yeah, I'm giving for leeway. I'm giving the whole year. Yeah, I think there's like really no point to get on the coach in the first season. Um, I mean, obviously, if we just come out and lose 22 of the first 25, that's like... If we lose the Suns, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, if we're 5-25 and 25 after, you know, the first 30 games, like, obviously something's wrong. I just don't yes. think that's going to happen. So, barring some sort of unforeseen... God. Yeah, exactly. Some unforeseen uh, plague, one of the... One of the ten plagues of Egypt. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to give him the whole year leash and then reassess to, you know, in the offseason. Yeah. And obviously we're not going to, like, can him. But no, no. But we're just going to reevaluate. Yeah. And then uh, for a win total, I'm going to say we're going to go – I'm going to say we're going to have 43 wins. So that's at 43 in math. 39? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that math checks out. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to say that we're going to regress from last year slightly, and we're going to end up with 37 wins and 45 losses. I think the West is just a lot better than it was last year, mm-hmm. and the West was already good last year. How the West was won? Yeah, this is going to be how the West was won part two. Anthony Davis. So uh, I think I think we'll end up slightly worse. I agree with your sentiment about. You know, it's going to take some time for him to instill his principles into the team and uh, really, really have it become the Luke Walton show instead of... As long as Bill Walton doesn't show up to practice, I'm good. I don't know. That'd be pretty (laughs) funny. Everyone's just cooked. Super hot. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, let's let's, let's see how this first year goes. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. So uh, let's eat. Yeah. (laughs) Catch us next week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you have a submission for what city, what cinema, shoot us an email at kingsinthenorthpod at gmail.com. At CompuServe. We can't wait to hear from you. Uh, And, yeah, thanks. We're glad to be back. We're glad you're back with us. We'll see you next week. Adios and go Kings.